Shalom, Rabbi Chorov, the Messiah is Baba Kamadav Mem Test. Today's Daf discusses an ox killing of Lad, a fetus. When the ox is always potter, when a person is going to be chayev, when the Vlad was from a shivcha, then the ox will be chayev. Who gets paid for her pregnancy value or appreciation of value? Why and when you'll be potter when she's a gyoris, there's no husband to pay it to. Does she get paid if she only got hit after her husband died? Then we discuss some cases of a gear, uh, someone who's machzik in the paper or the star of a gear, a mashkoin by a gear. We begin with a new Mishnah that tells us that if a shar was aiming for another shar and he accidentally kills or hits a lady and that lady's vlad dies. So. That axe is going to be potter for the value of the Vlad. If a person accidentally caused the miscarriage, he has to pay. How do we figure out how much to pay? We evaluate the woman as a whole before and after being pregnant. Rabbi Liel says, hold on. A woman is worth more after being pregnant. The Gemara is going to explain what exactly is bothering him. But he rather says, no, you evaluate the value of the Vlad itself. That value goes to the husband. We have a special pasuk that gives this payment to the husband, Baal Ho'isha. She doesn't get this payment. In fact, if the, if the husband isn't around, it goes to his Yoshim, not hers. If she was a Shifcha, which was freed, or a Giyaris, she has no relatives. In that case, the money still doesn't go to her, and the damager is Potter. Gemara tries making a deal. He says, hold on. Amrisha said that when the ox is aiming for another ox and then hits another woman, that's when you're going to pay. But what? If he was mischavein, then you're going to be chayiv. That's a kashan of Adabarava who says that if a shar, even if it's aiming for the woman, he's still going to be potter for the Dimei Vlodos. Adabarava answers that no, even if the ox was mischavein, aiming for this woman, Ox is always potter for the Dimei Vlados. We only said a lashon of Mishavein because in the Sefer we're talking about an, an Odom who is being Mishavein. And over there, the Odom was Mishavein for something else and accidentally hit the woman. Use that same lashon in the Rasha, but don't be medayag from it. Next, Rav Papa tells us, if a shar gores the Shifcha and causes a miscarriage, he has to pay the Dimei Vlados to her owner. Why? Since essentially she is property of the owner, and if the owner had a an animal, a donkey that was pregnant, that hezek would be paid to the owner. So too, the shivchas uber is property of the owner, and it'll be uh, a regular din of of hezek. The pasuk says, It would be this uh, similar, comparable uh, damage. Now, we said that we evaluate the Dmei Vlodis by saying how much she's worth before and afterwards. The Gemara said that we shouldn't call that Dmei Vlodis because we're not evaluating the Vlad. It should be called the Shvach Vladus, like her appreciation from being pregnant. The Gemara says, you're right, that that is what we're evaluating. And we're saying, how do we evaluate the Dmei Vlodis and the Shvach Vladus? We say, how much is she worth before and after being pregnant? Next up, Shemeng Malil says, Hold on. He doesn't like the Tanakama's way of, of evaluating. He says the woman's worth more after being pregnant. Uh, after birth, rather. So the Gemara tries figuring out what 
is bothering Rabbi Shimon Gamaliel. We have two options. Rabbi says, what he's saying is as follows. A woman isn't worth more before she gives birth. She's worth more after she gives birth. Therefore, we can't go by her because essentially this guy made her go up in value. We have to evaluate the Vlad itself. That's how much he's going to have to pay to the husband. We have a bride so that backs this up, backs this up exactly. Explains Rabbi Shimon Gamliel this way. Rabbi understands Rabbi Shimon Gamliel differently. He's, he, he understands that what Rabbi Shimon Gamliel is saying how could you say that she's not going to get any payment for her own appreciation and value from the pregnancy? Rather, you have to evaluate how much the baby's worth. Give that to the Baal. And her personal appreciation of value is split between her and her husband. And the Bryce explains it exactly like this too. The problem is that these two Bryce's are explaining Rosh Hashanah differently. So the Gemara explains that when she is giving birth for the first time, that's when she goes up in value. The other Bryce is talking about where it was, it was after the first child. Now there are Bonon, who say that we actually evaluate the woman before and afterwards, not the Vlad, the Tanakama. Why do they say that her Shvach Vladus goes to the husband? Didn't she get half of her value? So the Gemara says, no, it's a Pasuk, Tells me that she's already pregnant when the Torah adds, the, the, the word hoyre, that she's pregnant, that's telling me that the appreciation of her pregnancy goes to her husband. What does Rabbi Gamliel do with the, with the Lashon Hara? He uses that for the Bryce but Lashon Yaakov says that a person is only chayiv for this miscarriage if he hid her in a place where she's pregnant. And if Papa says it doesn't mean that it has to dafka be yeah, in hitting her in her womb, but just anywhere where the fetus is warmed, wherever is connected to the baby, that it'll affect the baby, as opposed to her hand and feet. Everywhere else, you'll be chayef for it. Next, I I said that if she's a shivcha who is freed or geiris, who either has no relatives, then there's no husband to pay it to, and the damager will be potter. Now, Rabbah says, that's only if he hid her and caused this miscarriage while the gear was alive. And then the gear died. Because then her husband, the gear, was Zoyche in this. And then when he dies, he has no Yarshim to be Irish his payment. But if he hit her after her husband, the gear, was already dead, then she's going to get the payment. But if Chizda didn't like this, he says, Mari Dochi. Kids aren't just property to be zeichen. The Torah had a special halacha here that the money goes to the husband. If it doesn't go to the husband, it doesn't go to anybody. So now the Gemara asks. We learned on Membez Mabez that if someone hits a woman and causes a miscarriage, he has to pay the Nezik, the Tsar, to the woman, and the Dmei Vlodus goes to the husband. The payments to the husband, if the husband's not alive, go to his Yarshim, and the woman's payments go to her Yarshim if she's not alive. If she's a shivcha uh, that was freed or a geiris, you just say she's potter. He's potter for any, for any payment. It doesn't say before or after. There's a kasha on Rabbah. Rabbah says that she said before that she would get to keep it. We have two answers. First of all, that phraseology is not any different than our b'risa. In our b'risa, we just answered that the hitting was done while the girl was alive and then he died. Or you could say that change the Lashon instead of saying Zoha that the guy who hit is Zoha meaning his potter, he says Zoha that she taka gets to keep it. 
Now the Gemara suggests that there's actually Machlaikis Tainoim if she gets to keep the payment that may have if her husband died. We learned that if a Basi Surah marries a Ger and she gets pregnant from this Ger and she gets hit while her husband is alive, then the money goes to the Ger. But if he got if she got hit after the Ger died, we have a Machlaikis Tainoim whether the hitter is Chayev or Pater. That's our Machlaikis Tainoim. So according to Rabbo, who says that you could be Chayev, yeah, that's Machlaikis Tainoim. According to Chisto, says that you'd be, they're always Pater before or after. It doesn't have to be Machlaikis Tainoim. It could just be going back to Machlaikis Tainoim, who said you're Pater, and Shimon Gamaliel, who said that you're Chayev for the Shvach, that she's going to get half of her personal Shvach Vlados. Ah, if we're going like Rav Shem Gamaliel, who cares if it's after her husband died, even while he's still alive, she's going to get half of her Shvach Valados. So, two answers again. Either, yeah, while he's alive, she gets half. After her husband died, she's going to get the entire payment or of, of her Shvach Valados. Or, alternatively, we could say that it's both of Shem Gamaliel, but... Here we're talking about the Shvach Vlados, so over there we're talking about the Demei of the Vlad itself, which she doesn't get. Uh, why do we differentiate between the Shvach Vlados and the Demei Vlad, the, the, the baby, or, and her pregnancy appreciation? And why is Rav Gamliel any different than the Rabbanon? So they agree, La'achar Misa. The Gemara answers, she has a part in the Shvach Vlados. She's the one that's pregnant. To there, she'll be coined the entire thing if her husband's not around. But the Demei Vlad, where she doesn't have a piece in the Torah, gives that payment to the husband. There, she's not Zechonet at all. Next, Rav Yaibo Sam asks Rav Nachman, if someone just uh, uh, side Shaila about Gerus, if someone finds a star of a dead Ger, so the, the, the thing about a Ger is that he has no relatives. So he picks up the star. Now, picking up a star that says that, you know, I own this property, that doesn't give you the property of the gear. You have to actually go and make a chazoka on the property. But what about the paper? Is he kind of the paper? Meaning, is his kavana on the property that's on this star, which he's not going to unless he actually goes to the property, or is his kavana on the paper itself? So Rabbi Nachman says what? He thinks he's, he's an honey who's going to use this paper as a cork? Of course his kavana is on the land, and that doesn't work. He says, no, his kavana is on the cork. Oh, his covenant is on the cork. Uh, just to be coined the paper, he could be coined just the, the paper of the star. Rabbi asks, "What about a uh, a mashkin of a Jew that the gear is holding on to? Right, the gear lent money to a Jew. He's holding on to a you know million dollar watch. If the gear dies and a Jew comes and is coined, he picks up that mashkin. So we take it away from him. Why? As soon as the gear dies, the life is no longer mishubah to him." So the watch goes back to the loive. So this third guy who's coming in and trying to nab it, he's actually taking the Israel's watch. On the flip side, if it's Ger's mashkin that the Jew is holding on to, the Ger, the, 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 the Ger borrowed from the Israel, and then when the, the Ger dies and Israel comes and is machsikit from the Israel, he picks up the watch. So now he actually does get the watch. He just has to give the Israel, the lender, whatever amount he is owed from the Ger. Ah, says the Gemara, it's sitting in his in his living room. Why isn't the chotzer of the malve coin it automatically for him that he shouldn't just get the value of what he's owed? He should get the value of the entire watch after the gear dies. Right, says that the chotzer of a person is, is coined even without his das. So the first answer the Gemara says is 
the Malva isn't there. He's not in his living room. And you're only, your chutzpah is only kaina if you're there to potentially be kaina if you were paying attention. But if you're not even around, then your chutzpah is not going to be kaina for you. But the Gemara says, so we don't ponskin like that. Over here, the case was that the watch wasn't in his chutzpah. It was somewhere else. That's why his chutzpah wasn't kaina for him. And that's why the guy who chopped it actually gets all the value in this mashkan above what was owed to him from the dead gear. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.